guys, welcome back. Another episode of Bachelors in the City. We are doing our batch breakdown. And OMG, I gotta say, this last episode, there were laughs, there were tears. I'm really proud of my guy. And there was Nathaniel Mitchell. And there was Nathaniel Mitchell who stole the effing show. The show, guys. Week two of The Bachelorettes in the books. We're here with the batch breakdown. We got all the good stuff. Let's get into it. All right. Bachelor breakdown. Before we get into it, we got to, you know, I got to give, I got to say something about my homegirl, Emma. You know, she's been trying to have a hot girl summer. She goes and breaks her leg. She, she currently has the Viv. I mean, this girl is struggling right now. And also, guys, I want to say, guys, be nice to Emma. Emma is a true asset to Bachelors in the City. We've been seeing the little (laughs) mean comments here and there. And she laughs at it. And we do too sometimes. But anyways, give give, give Emma some love. You know, she needs some love right now. Honestly, this show could not go on without Emma. So I second all that. I appreciate it. I will say, one, my leg is not broken. I have it a fat pad impingement on my knee, and it's the vid, like COVID. Yeah, you said the viv. So <laughs> in my defense, for all of the people who might come at my voice again, now you actually can't because it's mean because I have COVID. <laughs> Boom, mic <laughs> And that would make you a bad person. But generally, I know I have a weird voice for a chick. It's kind of low. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do about it? Oh, it sounds beautiful. It's perfect. If you guys, if you want to make fun of someone, make fun of, well, make fun of Peter. Everyone just make fun what, of Peter. Don't make fun of me from? either. <laughs> we'll just go there. No, I am not okay with that, okay? I do not not give my stamp of approval. Anyways, this show is about, this episode is about the recap. And Yeah, let's get into that. Let's do it. It starts off with the dudes. They're all cheersing. They're in the manchon. Is it The Bachelor? And they're making breakfast. It's big frat house energy, right? Do you remember that time, Dustin, when we first moved in? I do. And this is crazy because I think there was only like maybe 18 to 20 of us when we did this. Yeah, right? like 20, 23, 24. Was it 24 of us all together? I thought, yeah. no, it's usually about second, 24. Usually you like go like six, a, seven the first night. Yeah. So after the first night, I guess it'd be down to around 19, 18 or Correct. so. So this first night, I saw there's so many guys in the kitchen. That is a sausage fest. Like everyone's just trying to move around and make breakfast. It was insane. And some people even have beds. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That was, uh, you could see in the rose ceremony room where they, um, they, I've never, they never had beds there before, but um, our season, but they had like, I saw like three bunk beds there in the rose ceremony room on that first opening shot. Crazy. Would you be mad if you were sleeping on the couch? I would not because I don't know if you remember the couch was much bigger and comfy. I remember Connor S actually slept a lot of the times on the couch because he's like 6'6". Six, six. His legs would always hang off the uh, bump bag. The bump so I wouldn't yeah. be mad to sleep on the couch. I remember too the uh, the lights. Those were brutal when they would wake you up with those lights in the bunk bedrooms. Yes. Were the beds comfortable that they had you guys sleeping on? I don't remember. I, I don't bad. think they were. It weren't com- I mean, I don't Were the it, couches comfortable? They were bump beds. Couches were comfortable. Man, I, I guess I missed out. I wasn't really laying on the couches. I honestly know on the um, when we were at off days, I loved going to the pool. That couch was comfortable. The one at the on the pool area, just yeah. chilling all day. Anyways, so bunch of guys in the house, very little space. We have our first. Yeah, what better way to get to know all of these guys than a pageant? Yes, mm. pageant. How do we feel about this? Because you know, if it were opposite, 
there would be an uproar. Go. I knew this was coming. Oh, you knew I it was. I knew this was coming. But also, like, I... Were there, because I kind of, I had to do one of those dates on mine. Was there an uproar with the, um, when all the girls had to wear, like, the lingerie? Oh, I don't know. Was there? Remember they went, like, I th- we did a boxing, ma- or a pillow fighting match, right? Remember that? Well, they were in pajamas, not lingerie. It was kind of lingerie. Yeah, so I, I guess right. just some, some of them were not. It not was everyone. lacy pajamas. Yeah, these guys had panties on. They had speedos. Yeah, they covered themselves up in olive oil, which was hilarious. <laughs> smart olive move. oil. Smart move. You're gonna smell so funny. Smart move. You got oil it up. They're all wearing speedos. What did you guys think of the blur boxes that we got? Almost every junk was covered with a blur box. I would say this. If you don't cover up the... This, I mean, there's going to be a bulge at all those boxes. So you have to cover it up, I would say. This is that one AMC, guy yeah. shoved a couple pairs of underwear in his. And it was like a couple <laughs> pairs. Well, like his he was really the box. stuffing it. His didn't need the box, bless his heart. But <laughs> moving on. Yeah, that, that would have been... Uh, so oh you could God. tell they did a little, uh, little improv there. They wanted to do the whole pool party. They go and it's bad weather in LA, rainy out. So they... They pull a little improv thing and they do the this this uh this pageant dates in front of the two ladies. And they got 30 minutes to prep and the guys that honestly that's that's a tough like I don't know about you, Dusty, but for me, I'm like thinking, damn, I remember back when I go back to put myself in that situation, I was so damn nervous. I was so anxious. I had no idea what was going on. I remember there was a date that I don't know if either one of us went on, one of the first dates from our it. season where they went with the Speedos and they did like a similar talent show type thing out at a place in LA and I was like so happy I didn't get called on that one because I was still kind of like very uncomfortable not in my comfort zone this is like you guys are just boom all right you're going in a speedo you got 15 cameras all around you and you're you're uh, trying to impress these girls it's it's not easy I would have hated it especially how my body by 30 other dudes yeah the two women you're trying to impress Jesse Palmer in the corner loving every second of it yeah and then everyone on casting like crew so you're in a speedo in front of a lot of people. Yeah, that that would have been tough. I remember talking to Nate about this, and uh, he also was on another podcast, and he talked about this. And I think everyone was like, "Hell no!" at first, but I think after a lot of the guys just empowered all the guys, like, "You got this. We're gonna have fun with it." And I could see that being a cool little bond moment to where you're in your little skimpies, and you're just there's no judgment. You guys are just all having a good time. So I could see that being the first. Uh, front run of building friendship for sure. What would you guys have done for your talent? I would have done the robot. I do a mean robot dance. I have some um, sound effects as well that go along with it. And I would have uh, really, I think, impressed the ladies with my speedo robot. Yeah, I think I would have did a TikTok dance. Uh, there, were, You know what was funny? It was There was a comment that Gabby made. <laughs> it's just like so not in the right place. It's just like, there, it's just obviously not a very serious date or whatever this pageant thing and these guys you know look ridiculous with these speedos on and what they're doing it's pouring meatball sauce and the guy who makes a comment she's like just really love to like i feel like there's some really great qualities that i'm really getting to know from these guys <laughs> and i'm just like <laughs> she is funny she's she's really really hilarious. she is hilarious her one-liners her facial expressions she was born for this She's killing it. It's been quite entertaining. At the pageant, who do you guys think really stood out for good or for bad reasons? I've got my own takes, but what do you guys think? Um, 
I'm not going to pick Nathaniel. He's stupid ass. You can't pick him for everything, man. I mean, I'm not going to forget the meatball guy. I mean, he literally put yeah. meatball. Does he have a name? Do we know if he has like a real like, name? Yeah, we have the one sheet and everything. I know that he has a name, but have they told us his name or is he just meatball? I think he was meatball. The guy that was giving the financial advice, I lost my shit there for a second. That That's pretty funny. He gets all serious, pulls up in his Speedo, acts like he's in a full-on suit, like, you know, all the confidence in the world. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to teach you how to save $60,000 right here. Okay, I'm going to teach you about interest. <laughs> it's just like the glasses. I wish they would have given more of that segment. That was my favorite. That was pretty funny. I would say, well, the meatball, I mean, that wasn't, very he nice doused himself in at. sauce. But also the one guy that started, I thought it was a good idea, but it didn't pop like I thought it was with the guy that had everyone clap their hand, uh, clap their... Oh, the song? Yeah, oh, yeah the song the one. Like I thought, okay, we're going somewhere, but it just didn't pop like I thought it would. Did you guys yeah. feel that at all? I was like, oh, we're on to something. And I, mean, I think that that was our introduction to the character that is Chris. Yeah. Also, I didn't get his name until the end of the episode. Had to go back and amend my notes because I just kept calling him the like the bad singing dude. He made quite a first impression on the audience and then continued to throughout the rest of the night. What do you think about the conversations that started happening early on that led to his demise. We can jump into the, the fantasy suite conversation now, if you'd like. Dustin and I were talking about this. We were talking about this. Pete does make a good point, which could possibly very well be true. I was just saying, first of all, I'll just say this. What he was saying about fantasy suites, he had no place to say it to the guys. I think for sure you need to see if there is something with one of the girls that you, you're pursuing. It's like, if there's something there, and then once you're on that level, have that conversation way before you get to that point. But like, these girls don't even know you. Like, you, you haven't really had one-on-one -on -one time with them. Like, get to know them, see if there is something there, but just don't go ahead and start making, expect, having expectations of this and that. It just seemed really uh, cocky. No, I, and I, yeah, it, listen, he, the guy, horrible job. Horrible job there of making a, a good first impression, you know, kind of, in, in regards to the conversation, what he was saying, but let's call it as it is. You know exactly he got set up for that. Okay, so he, they were sitting down there in the living room. The producer comes in, gives them a conversation, and start talking about. You know, I obviously don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing. Hey guys, so listen, you know these two women. You know they had a rough fantasy suite in their last season. They're you know they're they're here. They're very serious. Uh, what what would you guys have done differently, like in the uh, in the fantasy suite? And that was a topic of conversation that was thrown out. All right, go and talk, and then the producer will leave the room, and then you talk. So. Very high likelihood this guy was very unfortunately set up to start talking about that. You're telling me they bait people? I didn't Gasp. say that. I didn't say that. I am making an assumption of what I think is occurring on this current season, and that's all that I am saying. And listen, and then uh, they got him. And he said probably the worst things you could have said. And then now they got a bunch of great content for the guy to talk about and then eventually bring up later on at the rose ceremony, create some good drama, bring the women into it, have them have a really good you know, woman empowerment move and like make a boss, boss woman statement there. And so you could kind of see how this was playing out from the beginning. But the guy, the guy just doesn't, he was, he was very, just kind of like unlikable, right? The way he was talking, so like just, it just, I don't know. It just was, I don't know why he was talking like that. It was very strange. Yeah, we can, so we'll round back off with that at the end, given how it all goes down. My last point on the pageant would be, I don't know if you noticed this, but I did grab the pull quote from Rachel saying, Johnny is wearing the pilot hat. It's kind of hot. And I wanted to get your take on that, Peter. I think that the pilot hat's probably the sexiest hat in uh, 
regards that if you were to pick one hat for a uniform, it's probably good to go to the pilot hat, right? I'm just kidding, guys. It reminded me of my, ba- my brother's bachelor. He's not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know who loves you know who loves ba- the pilot hat is Clay. Every time I come home from work, Clay always takes my hat and puts it on. And I hate that he looks so damn good in it. He looks better in a pilot uniform than I do. Oh my God, Clay would look good in anything. You could cover Clay in the pasta sauce and Clay would look good. It would, it's not that hard. It like, would just get stuck in the crevices of his abs and then create nice multiple streams as it ran down the barf. his- what are we what talking about? <laughs> Let's just keep talking Emma about Clay's Pete, muscles. I'm Emma down. Pete, Let's go all down. day. Emma and Pete, calm down, please. <laughs> Jesus. No, it reminded me of my brother's bachelor party because we all got a bunch of pilot hats and wore them all around Vegas at the pool parties. So I'm glad, you know, Rachel that and I definitely have had to get taste. attention, didn't it? Let's talk about that real quick. That had to get attention, did it not? What? Pilot at hats at a bachelor party. party. Oh, a bunch in of Vegas. wearing pilot hats. Yeah, no, it was great. It was it was like our, our team unity kind of like wardrobe that we kept wearing the entire trip. And it was fun. We actually met another bachelorette party that was going on there and they had the exact same pilot hats on. So we, you know, I don't not say joined crews, but we shared a nice layover at the pool together, if you will. I tell you what, pilots are in nice. style. I tell you that. All right, let's keep it going. Pilots are in style. We kind of <laughs> need some of them. I don't I, know yeah, you've well, seen with pilots like Pilots are at a shortage news. right now. <laughs> So there's a group date. They select some men. Again, there's so many of them that I still don't know who half of them are. And there's a quote where it's like, to be honest, I felt a connection with Gabby, which is said to Rachel. And it's one of those moments where we're on night, we're episode two, and it's already starting to get messy. Who would have guessed the situation would get toxic? Do you guys, did you guys guess that? Oh, for sure. I did not. Not not that soon. I didn't. I, I felt really, really bad for Rachel this episode. Really, it was rough. Really bad. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I really, both these women, right, seem so, you know, special in their own unique way. Both very deserving of, of the Bachelorette role. But it, it almost seems to me like, like Rachel's kind of in Gabby's shadow. And that's just, that's just me being 100% honest, I, how I'm looking at it. And it's, it's sad to see because she doesn't deserve that. Obviously, she, you know, it's a, it's a really uncomfortable position, especially in the beginning, right? Like, oh my God, I'm trying to put myself in her shoes, like not knowing really how to, you know, go about this role. And not that she's failing. She, I know she said that, but she's not, you can't fail at that. You're just going about it your, your way and doing the best that you can. But I felt really bad for her. You know, she wants a connection, in, especially in that first group there. And I don't know, do you, do you guys agree, disagree? What do you think? I think she just might be off to a rough patch. And I think that might be the genius in editing. I think that kind of wants you guys to like, well, this one's not getting much love. This one is. And it kind of, I think it starts starts conversation along We're just the lines. the beginning of a very long and complicated journey. That's true. It's an emotional roller coaster. It gives the production so much more wiggle room to fuck with the audience. Mm-hmm. So I do agree that Dustin you have a really good point about that they could just be pulling us this way to make us think something. But at the same time, that doesn't diminish the fact that it probably really sucks to watch people fall for the, like your friend and not you. And that's that's got to be hard. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a question for Dustin. There was a guy, his name Colin. He was talking about Harry Potter with the girls and it was like a really in- intense, like thoughtful conversation. How often do you think Peter brings up Harry Potter on first dates? <laughs> every single day. Because I was betting a good one one out of every two, I would say Peter's bringing up Harry Potter. Which house are you? We will not have, and I cannot move forward if we don't agree on the same house. No, guys. I <laughs> Actually, every I don't know. <laughs> I, I, 
I'm tr- I probably brought it up more than I should. He takes yeah. his books on his dates. I seen it. I've never. I said, done "What do you got in that? He's what do you got the collector's got in that little, edition? That is a lot. Works. He, usually I look on display in, there, in the all background. Books, all, I've done that. Literally, I've done Harry that Potter once, books. and you gave me so much shit for it, and I never did it again. Okay, so he had a wand in there <laughs> too. Kidding. I was like, "Oh man, he's gonna kill at this date." She Actually, know what to expect. I have been on a date though to the Harry Potter store in New York City at, in the Flatiron. That was, and it was actually an incredible date. I have done that. I walked past it. It looked really cool. And I was like, can we go in there? And my friend Larson was like, I'm not waiting in that line. And so we didn't go in. But it looked really cool. It, it, honestly, guys, great date. If you're any sort of a Harry Potter fan, it's, it's a great date idea. They actually have a cool like a, a ride simulator in the, on the, in the basement floor, like on brooms. It's fully like you like put on like this goggle mask and like there's spray that hits you and everything. And you're on a, a, a broom that moves and everything. And you fly with Hagrid all around Hogwarts. And it's, it's actually really fun. So good date idea. <laughs> Do you think we oh. could just like recap the the Harry Potter movies? Instead? Oh God, no! Just I, I mean, I'm not recap. opposed. Should we get into oh, it? Oh no! <laughs> this put me out. Oh. Okay, so Logan kisses both girls. He gets Rachel's rose, and Gabby is quoted saying, "It's truly not worth stepping on Rachel's toes at this point." What do you guys think? about Logan kissing both Gabby and Rachel. I thought he seemed genuine when he was first talking to Gabby, right? He was with Gabby first, correct? Or is that what we saw first? I think we saw him with Gab. No, oh, it yeah, was with Rachel. Gabby first. No, you're right. He was with Rachel. Because he was like, I'm, you're so brave for being on the show and kind of like... Either way, what they do is they show us him kissing each of them. And then they show the moment where Rachel and Gabby have a conversation. And it's like, oh... I really like Logan. And Ra- and Gabby's like, okay, it's not worth stepping on Rachel's toes at this point. Like, right. she can have him. I don't care. Yeah, I think one for Logan, that's a very balls- ballsy thing to do. I don't think that's the right... I think he, he takes away the power from the Bachelorettes. I think a lot of people get upset with that. You know, he shouldn't have this kind of power to be where he has both of them at the hands the palms of his hands. And I agree. I don't like that either. I think you be a gentleman, you pick one, have conversation if you and kiss one and maybe talk to the other one. But I think he should have been more of a gentleman and not kissed both. Of them. See, I actually have, I have the opposite take. I, I think that there's no difference here between Logan doing this in the beginning, trying to figure out a connection, you know, with, in regards to conversation, chemistry there, kissing someone, what you feel there with Gabby and Rachel doing the exact same thing, you know, the next night kissing more than two dudes or you know three dudes or whatever it's 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 funny because we, i feel like we get kind of trapped in this mindset where well that's forbidden he can't do that because he's in this position and he's a peasant in regards to where his role is on the show he is. but it's he's gotta, he came on the bachelorettes play. it's not the bachelorette <laughs> and so he's dating potentially two people to see who he's interested in i i don't see i don't know i think i think we want to make him look bad for that, but there's no difference between what Gabby and Rachel are doing. He's not the lead, though. He's not the lead. Follow-up question. Did you watch the TikTok that I sent you? The TikTok. We did watch the TikTok. I did. Because I sent you guys a TikTok that I stumbled upon. He's a fuckboy. Yeah. Now now, now I'm going to retract some of the stuff that I just said because... Now I remember what that TikTok was. <laughs> He's a fuck yeah. boy. He's out here playing the game. He's like, oh, I got both ladies. Oh, this is going to be a good time. Oh, my gosh. The little chickadees. I got right. both the chickadees. Right. And I heard the rumors that he was a playboy and that every, he'd matched with every girl in San Diego and all that. And then there's this TikTok, which I will repost on our account that you guys can see, where someone matches with him on Hinge and she likes his photo and oh, he responds... Look. 
that butt with like the little like cute face. Now I feel really what? bad for defending him. Jesus, you you had to set me up like that, didn't you, Emma? I'll say this. I'll say this. If that was what's I'm his so name, sorry. Aaron? Maybe did Aaron go or Jordan? Jordan. I would say for Jordan. Seems like a nice guy. He seems like he's not really trying to pull one on anybody. He seems like the tiny kind of guy that I would give a pass for kissing both of them, maybe. Because I feel like maybe he tried to kiss one and maybe the other one kissed him kind of deal. Mm-hmm. This other guy? Logan's a player. Yeah. No, listen, I all I'm saying is, okay, real quick, to retract now because you set me up there. <laughs> I didn't appreciate that. Was... That it's at the page you, break in the notes. Yeah, you just had to scroll, I, I man. I should have done that. But with uh, well, even Gabby made a comment. She's like, "Listen, I can't be mad at that." We told the guys, which they did. We told them to explore both of these relationships, see who you felt a connection with the most. So that's why I was trying to say you can't knock a guy for doing just that. That everyone knows what everyone signed up for, and because of the fact that the bachelorettes are allowed to do it, I don't think that there should be this hierarchy of you know, you're allowed to, but we get a hall pass and you don't kind of thing. But Peter, let, me tell, thing let me tell you something. Throws all that out the window. I'm going to take a seat now. Let me tell you something, Pete. When a woman says, yeah, go ahead. I want you guys to do that. Go ahead. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking trap. I'll do tell you right now. Opposite. It's a trap. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead. I don't care. Do it. That means don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, that's it, fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Fine is not a good word. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, That's like yeah. anytime you guys respond to something and in the group chat, I'm like, it's fine. Okay, it's not guys. Fine. I, I listen. I hear you. Last thing I'll say: the only appropriate time, in my opinion, this can be done is right now. A couple of weeks in now, for sure. No, you gotta you gotta make a decision here and, and commit to one person. But it's I, I, no, I hear I hear what you're saying. I'm giving you shit, but I hear what you're saying. I think but that you are right. That's why I said context. if it was context, right? If it right. was Jordan, I would be more okay. inclined see, for that I, to happen with him. All right, we're on the same page. So I agree with you, Peter. I didn't mean for you to take the fall. Thanks for I that. I do definitely Emma. see how you got totally screwed by the page break here. Yeah. You're going to get knows. fucked in Reddit. Just <laughs> wait. <Pretty> funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Love you. So the next thing that we see is the first one-on-one. It's Rachel. It's Jordan, the race car driver. And they go up in zero gravity, which what again seemed like so something jealous. that Peter would love. Oh my God. I'm so bummed that I didn't get to do that. Oh, that looks so cool. That did look awesome. I mean, what what else can you say on that, guys? That's like the. <laughs> it was sick. That'd be a fun date. I don't know. I I would be terrified to do it. I know Peter would love to do it. Emma, I see you would love to do it. I oh mean, that, that looked like an awesome date. They were flirtatious. They were playing. Like, what a turn of it's events. It's a great way to break the touch break turn barrier. Turn of it. Let's like, not get on to- a first date. Think about how hard it can be to like break that barrier of like when do you first like touch the other person. That's a perfect excuse because you guys are floating around. She kind of like cool comes up and hugs kiss. him. Instant. Like walls down. Yeah. Just kissing in zero gravity. That's, man, that's probably a really expensive date, but that's definitely, that's on the list. And let's not even forget. Okay. Let's, okay. I'm not going to, let's, all right. What? Go ahead. Go ahead, Emma. Let's go to the next step. I, I didn't want to okay. spoil anything. I wanted to go in the process of things. Go ahead. Oh, because so, you're following the nice, the, the, the notes here. You're not getting screwed over like I just did. <laughs> Good good on you, yeah, Dusty. Good on you. So believe it or not, there are notes set up for this. What happens next is not what I was expecting. It seemed like a really charming start to the date. She quickly is not feeling it at the dinner portion, which is super yeah. awkward because he's like talking about his childhood trauma and then they cut away to her ITM and she's like, I'm just not feeling it. And then she sends him home. Yeah. I know. That was such... I, I feel like she messed up on that because I think a lot of times... 
Yes, sure. Some people know if they know, but sometimes I think when you have, well, I can't speak on that. Maybe she does know, but I think she should have let Jordan warmed up to her if she wasn't feeling it. And I, I, I actually, I don't, was there a reason why she didn't like him? She was just like, he's not it. She wasn't the one. To be honest, I, I, give, I give her props. I give Rachel a lot of props here. I could, I could sense it. I mean, could you not sense it? Like it just, it seemed like, A, it seemed like, listen, he was very nervous. You could, you could tell that just him in his oh, conversation. God, yeah. Like he was not very was not comfortable with the situation. And, and I, I get it, right? You're the first one to go on a one-on-one. You have no idea what to expect. And now you're in a little table in the middle of this huge lobby with all these cameras. It's it's nerve-wracking the first time. So you could tell he was nervous, but you could also just see that the it just was not... Like, come on, look, we'll get into it later, Nate and, and Gabby. The chemistry, how there it just it flows. Like the conversation, it's not like pulling and and just like it's they're they're vibing off each other their facial reactions like they're one thing i noticed you could see how far off jordan was sitting his body language was very telling on the table he was and i never this is one thing like i never did i was actually no i would do it if i wasn't into the girl but if i was ever into the like really into that conversation i was always facing her like at least our knees were touching under the table i had my hand on her thigh and you know there was that physical touch you're you're in it right you're you're engaged he was almost like off the table from their little time, like no engagement whatsoever. That was one thing that really stuck out to me. And I give her props for not wasting any time. He seems like a great dude. Definitely. No doubt about that. But she wasn't feeling it. And she made that's not an easy thing to do is send someone home on the first date when there's, you know, you want to get it off to a good start. Good on her for sticking by her gut and doing what was best for her. Yeah, it's true. You you make you're speaking facts there. Just you hate to see it. You know, such an awesome date. Oh, for and sure. Then the, and, and then, then the music the performance. The, the band. Yeah. Like, oh my god, the band played to no one. They didn't show the audience. They showed her standing outside of the venue, and they showed the band. They did not show the concert. I wonder how that conversation went with them. All right, guys. So um, you're still gonna play. We know you paid a lot of money to be here. You're still gonna play. Um, no there's not gonna be play. there's gonna be no one watching you're not uh, getting a refund <laughs> just play your song and go home <laughs> it was a great song um, i'll give that i'll give that to it, was, a good it was lovely it was a beautiful moment and it would have had a very different tone to it if it wasn't rachel standing outside alone yeah but i felt kind of bad for the band because you have to pay a lot of money to get that slot yeah. and it's booked out pretty far in advance and so i like that they still got to play but it felt like they kind of got the short end of the stick no yeah. for sure for sure. It was just an unfortunate day all around. You see Rachel obviously feeling bummed out about it naturally. And that's why I give her so many props. She had, you know, she obviously had the foresight to see how much of a bummer this is going to be starting off this, you know, season here with the date like that. But she still did it. She didn't give in to pressure. Well, I got to give him a rose here just so it looks. No, she did what she had to do. And, and that I respect a hell of a lot about her. Yeah. I still feel like, though, there might have been something there. That guy just needed hitch. You need a hitch to kind of coach him up a little bit, loosen him mm -hmm. up. Could have killed it. They he had seems, two things in he common. He seems like a great dude. But he anyways. seems like the type of person I would end up going on a date with where it's really awkward at first and it takes like three dates to break through mm -hmm. on that conversation. But you don't get three dates on The Bachelorette. Yeah. Right. That's just not how it works. So All right. it's unfortunate. And while it's been a really nice conversation for the past almost 30 minutes, I guess we should get to the point that Dustin's been sitting on the edge of his seat waiting for. Was... <laughs> 
was Nate called for a one-on-one? This mofo was called for a one-on-one. You know, watching this is, it's just, guys, when you see Nate, he makes these just funny little comments of being goofy. It is like that 24-7. Nate is the funniest, goofiest guy ever. I remember them, him going to the house and like he's being like the roommate, Rachel. And it's like all cute and shit. He's like, oh man, this is a beautiful mansion. And I think she's, he's like, you know what I like about it? Everything. And it's yeah. just so fucking funny and hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's got me cracking up. <laughs> he, he, he is killing. This honestly, I, you could call this the Nate show. Like this episode. This Nate, episode was the Nate. Nate. I think had more screen time than The Bachelorettes. He killed it. We got followed our Instagram after posting some content about Nate. We got followed by two I Love Nate accounts. Oh, oh there's about to be a lot it's more of those. Episode two. It is episode two. And hey, we said it. America's about to fall in love with this man for great reason. Yeah, it really is. Getting on the date though, I thought it was an awesome first. I, this, even if I didn't know Nate, I would probably. It was a great date. I would love seeing this. You know, I, I I try not to air his head out. I'm like, yeah, you fucking suck. Uh, you know, you gotta bring him back to, gotta bring him back down to earth a little bit. But it was an awesome date, and their chemistry was just undeniably there. Nate, was, uh, let me there. ask. How, the chemistry doctor, what did you think? 10 out of 10. It's truly, it was incredible. You got the first date jitters and the nerves and it just fed though into such, from the right from the beginning, they opened the door and just like their little fun banter and their flirtatiousness and just picking her up and just laughing. Like it was just an insane, you know, it was a complete 180 from Rachel's date, obviously. And, mm-hmm. you know, I felt, again, felt bad for Rachel having her. It was a rough juxtaposition. That. And then, you know, of course, aviation theme, she... You know, Gabby flies off into like the, you know, downtown LA area with Nate, but incredible chemistry. They had so much fun. And and then, it, you know, it gets obviously serious there at the end, night portion of the date where, you know, Nate opens up about his daughter and it just, it was, it was a great all around date. I'm like, damn, like it could not have gone any better for Nate. Tears. I know it, it's so funny too. No, it's not funny, but it's sweet because I firsthand know Nate freaking loves his daughter more than anything. And I know this This had to be hard for him because he, even when he's like, say if she's with her mom, they're always talking on the phone, you know? And I know this process had to be hard for him to kind of, you know, take some time off from being daddy. That's not easy, you know? And him talking about her, he just, it just flooded out. And you could just see that raw emotion he about him and his daughter. Yeah. He's a daddy's moment. girl. The quote of the night that I've seen all over social media that really rung with me and that even got my mom a little teared up was when it was like, she's like the human version of coffee. Yeah. Like it was so perfect and genuine and you could see how much it hit Gabby too, that he loves his daughter so much. It was a really cool moment and you could tell that it brought him and Gabby closer to share that conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was adorable. I like this new, I think, honestly, in my opinion, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette should start casting people that have had life experiences, divorces, Mm -hmm. children in their like 30s, you know? I think these are people that are genuinely trying to find something and want to to find a lifelong partner besides people 20s, early 20s, because it's like you, you might think you want it, but you still have so much growth and so much learning to find out about yourself. I think, I hope someone like Nate, they should start casting more people like Nate 
uh, for women. Michael A. Those type Michael of people. Michael A. Who, yeah. They know who they are. They know what they want. They might have had it already in some capacity, but yeah. for whatever reason, it didn't work. And I think that that's a real, that person is as much of a real person as the 24-year-old cooker cutty, uh, cookie cutter person that keeps getting cast. Yeah. No, Gabby said it too at the end there, the date with him. She's like, Nasha is such a, a real man. And like, he is. And he's just, he's got so much to offer. He's got, you know, some great just life experience. And I just, again, obviously you can see why everyone's falling in love with him. It was a perfect date. Perfect first date. Stoked for Nate. The Nate Show. I think it's great. The Nate it's Show. It's the Nate Show. All right. Fuck Nate. Let's and I'll follow up now. again and just say, if you're not following Dustin on either Instagram or Twitter, I would say definitely Twitter because then I found Nate's Twitter as well. You got to check that stuff because Dustin is posting pictures of Nate from like middle school and <laughs> early high school. Oh, and it's, it's freaking hilarious. It is yep. good stuff. Every Monday, every Monday, I am going to post an embarrassing photo and Nathaniel Mitchell. So that's my gift to all of you. I hope you enjoy. Floppy haired Nate. Floppy haired Nate. Floppy hair, Nate, taking off. Oh, right. Enough of that. No, enough of that guy. Yeah. Now that we're done gushing about Nate, let's move on. He gets the rose. He's safe. Forget about him. Cocktail party rose ceremony. It's tense with two women. Mm -hmm. You can tell that Rachel's feeling off because it's obvious that Gabby had an incredible first date and Rachel did not. Right. Then we finally get the comeuppance of Chris. Multiple dudes confront Rachel about the weird fantasy suite comments, have a conversation. She goes directly to Gabby. They both go to Chris. What were your thoughts? One, we don't like snitches, but I guess this, this guy does seem toxic. So This was good snitching, I think. They did well. Usually, we don't, like snitches get in trouble in this show. Seems like no ramifications. That's true. It seemed like this was... I, I'll Okay, we'll categorize, the, categorize this as good snitching. I guess it is good to get the toxic guys up in their face first so they could kind of make a decision for themselves, you know? And this this Chris guy, yeah, he just... I will, I will say this. I know a lot of people say this too, but anytime I hear a guy talk to women as females, it makes me cringy. It, I, 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 I don't way. like it at all. Mm -hmm. um, you refer to a woman as a woman. Women. Not girls. See, I still women. say girls. And like, it's not great. But like, I say girls. I identify as a girl. Is that okay? You identify, identify as a girl. As a woman. I, I'm not an adult. Yeah, but when, I'm a child. when someone speaks to you, because you're, you're an adult, you know, you show them respect. And that woman over there, you know, not that girl over there, or not that boy, that man that or female? woman. Yeah, female. Yeah, it, it no. just comes off wrong. I, I just, after he said that, I was like, no, I don't really like this. He was very military-esque. Very just like structured and like had to have like, I guess it kind of seemed like he struggled a little bit with just having like authentic, genuine conversations. It had to go a certain way, you know, the proper person had to be speaking at this time and then now allow time. It just, I don't know, for sure. Listen, I don't, I don't think anyone saw any chemistry between, you know, him and, and either of, of the two women, but, you know, good for them for putting him in his place. And, and uh, again, these, they're, they're showing that they don't mean any, like, there's no BS here. They mean business. Correct. They're trying to find a husband. That's that's obvious now. And good on them for, you know, making the right call there. You're right. It does seem like he has a military background because of formation or, or structure, which is good in the business world, I would say, but not probably when you're trying to make friends or be, go into a relationship. General social skills are not 
super well applied, I would say, in the military. I think that it's a little bit more structured. Yeah. What did you guys think of the fact that he came back in after they said, yep, you just need to leave? And he was like, wait, do I do I just walk out? And they're like, yeah, you, you just leave. And then he came back in and sat down with the guys who tattled on him. And then the ladies have to come talk to him and tell him to leave uh, again. And then our boy yeah. Nate goes, I, yo, they said get out. That's all I can say. <laughs> and he got out. Oh, well, hey, that, that's it. You got to go. Nate cracks me up. We, me and Clay were cracking up. <laughs> you know, he was sitting down and just hearing what he said. And the girls came and, you know, no, you need to leave. And he's like, oh, all right. That's all this had to be said. The girl said you got to leave. You got to leave. Love Nate. Nate's a true ally for women. Got to love Nate for that. As far as the, what's his name, Chris? Yeah. I Again, I think the add-on Pete's point, I think that was probably production uh, telling him to go back. Oh, no doubt. And you know, you kind of hate to, I kind of want to hear more about this Chris. I, I'm sure he has some, he's flawed for sure, like all of us are, but I kind of want to hear a little story. I don't know enough about him, you know, but. I guess that's fair. I think that all we've seen is the way he was portrayed. And as we know, ABC only ever tells the truth about people and portrays them exactly as they are. So who knows? I think that there could be more to the story that we right. might never know. Maybe he'll or, come back. Chris, we do have a podcast. We're not saying we're your buddies, but we are saying <laughs> if you want to come tell your side of the story, Go we've got a couple side. listeners that might roast you on social media because that seems like what they're really good at. It's okay. Emma's getting roasted too. We've all been roasted. Yeah. Welcome hey, to Chris, the club. Chris, you and me. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, roast oh, ceremony. Rough, rough company. <laughs> roast ceremony. They go, these roses are from both of us. See, okay. What do you think of that? Uh, the, when do you think they're going to split it up? How is that going to go? To it's my weird, point, right? guys, to my point, if roses are coming from both of them because they both want the men there, don't go attacking men for pursuing both women. It's like, all right, fine. Thank you. Okay. Until they split them up and it's one on one. All along, Peter. That's all I wanted. I am done now. (laughs) But until they split it up, I think that everything's fair game. Yeah. When do you think they split it up? How does that transition go? Is it when they start exclusively dating people? What if they're both dating someone? Then do they have to like agree upon which rose they're going to give that person? I was thinking about when Rachel sent Jordan home. Does Gabby have to sign off on that first? Because then it completely like now Gabby doesn't have any future with Jordan. How does that work? I think there's obviously true. a conversation there. Like, Gabby, like, real quick, did you have any interest here? Like, at least some, like, serious interest? Yes, no? Okay. Now we're going to go forward and see what happens. Well, also, if you kind of... I feel like you you call dibs if you put someone on a one-on-one date. Like, I don't... I feel like the other person doesn't get a shot. It's like, that's a high... So like... How it, many one-on-ones until... Like, that makes it so hard because, like, say Logan. Logan gets picked on a one-on-one by Rachel. Does that mean that he's officially not allowed to pursue Gabby anymore? I would say because or, I would assume they had conversation before. Okay. Saying unless, like, hey, unless right him. then, right, like for a one-on-one, unless that guy goes and says, you know, listen, I need to go talk to her real quick. Makes, you know, if the date card was for him, makes a trip over to the Bachelorette's house and just has an honest conversation and says, listen, I, you know, I'm so flattered. Appreciate you, you know, offering it, taking me on this date. I have to be honest. I, I'm, I'm more interested. That's the only way you could properly do it, I think. And yeah. you could still, you have every right to do it at that point. But if you were to go on the date, now you're locked in for sure. Let me also say this. I know when they were doing the rose ceremony, what's his name, Mario? Yeah. Mario pulled a fast one and I, I don't know how he got away with it. I, so I find myself to be a very loyal person. And clearly he had a good thing with Gabby. He got the first impression rose, right? 
Like I feel like if anyone gives your first impression rose to you, you have to stay loyal to them. Am I wrong? I don't know. Again, there's literally there's there are no rules. No rule book for this, but he's playing with fire by jumping ship though, I'd say that. You can really impress Gabby one night and then really impress Rachel another night. So long as he hasn't signed I don't know. It's so complicated. It's, it's complicated. I do get where you're coming from. But like, again, from one night of spending maybe 10 minute conversation with one person, you are obligated now to not possibly pursue another person or see, you know, if, if there's interest there. Like they had a they pretty they had a pretty hard makeout session. So I would assume it wasn't just a kiss. It was like hardcore making out. Again, I think you guys have to like you have to look at this like everyone's especially like this show, they did it to themselves everyone is kind of more on equal playing field right now it's not like a normal lead where it's not gonna have this confusion just like the women are pursuing all these guys kissing all these guys seeing what if they vibe or not the men have that right to do that as well as long as they keep it respectful and they do it the right way i don't think you can knock them for that it's like love island light When's the cutoff? I'll say after this this last episode, I think that's the cutoff. I think two nights of getting to know someone should should give you enough time to determine which person you I want think to that pursue. that's going to be another factor in how toxic it's going to be. If I don't you're going to get about, married, how long did you know any of these women that you dated on the show? You knew them like for what, 24 hours total? Yeah. And then yeah. you're proposing? Guys, I'm not going to say marriage. This whole concept's just asking for a lot of lot of issues, so it's I don't know. It's going to create a lot of mess, but it's going to be entertaining. With, with this show, I don't look for people getting married anymore. I think that's baloney. I look for people to end in a strong relationship. I yeah. think that's what should be going on. I think marriage is the last thing people should be worried about. But again, I think... Why in Paradise are you allowed to... What, just because it's it's the norm? It's what the, the show is about where you can go from person to person and kind of date around? Because favorite at that point. It, uh, okay. Because you've already you have gotten a, the stamp of approval from ABC. Yeah. You can date but whoever you want. people are dating there for a couple of weeks and they go date someone else. So what's the difference here? It's, 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 I, think, I think the leads, I mean, I think you have to pay respects to the leads, whoever the leads are, and not... But it's not just one lead. It, That's what makes it difficult. But there's leads. So you have to, you have to pick. You got to pick and go. And if it doesn't work out... That's in the book of rule books from Bachelor... The book. My conclusion is this is a mess. And in reading how to win The Bachelor, they need to write a book. I didn't for this, get how to win yeah. The Bachelors. Yeah, how to win multiple? Because like I have no idea anymore. This this it it, it throws a wrench lost. in things. Well, what do you guys? So are you guys liking this or hating this? Because I know there's been some talk with like Caitlin Briscoe, of uh, her hating this. Absolutely. I, I, I think it's also bullshit that she's not a part of this. You're telling me there are two women who are going through this and they don't have someone who has experienced all of the hell that is being in the spotlight both on and then post Bachelorette. What a, what a season they don't for have her to Caitlin host. Because yeah, she had the similar one. Yes. Yeah. wonder what happened there. But, but I like I Jesse know. though. Jesse's great. Jesse's great. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't have both of them. It's true. I think I think I think because the show wanted to have some direction moving forward like not like uh, how long is this going to be like we want to commit to one person kind of thing. Who knows? But I do agree, yeah, Caitlin. If there would have been a season that would have been perfect for her, it would have been this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I think I'm still standing on, like I said, the first recap. Not crazy about this. I don't know. I I think just maybe stuck in my old ways. I like I liked it better with one old person. Yeah, a little my old fashioned. My thinking is I can see why Dustin and I might enjoy this season a little bit more, and I can see why Peter might enjoy this season a little bit less. Yeah. And I think it comes down to the same thing we've talked about every season that we've recapped. Are you in it for love? Or are you in it for drama? 
I will be the first to admit, I don't yeah. think this works. I don't think that love comes out of this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see how that works. That's true. You but guys, the drama you know, is pretty you know, good. I had, I had this, this, this thought last night. Where was I? It was last night. Yeah. And I was like, it was, I just started, I, I got home from work and I was taking a shower and I just started laughing to myself hysterically in the shower. And this may come off so stupid. Maybe it's not as funny as I thought it was, but I literally started thinking, the show is right. It's such a funny concept, right? If like you think about what the show is, right? Of all these suitors pursuing one person and all the things that go on in the show every date and setting up for a rose ceremony and, and showing up to a group date. And what are we going to do today? Imagine the bachelor, but with no cameras. <laughs> is that not as funny to you as it is to me? Like, it's just such a um, dumb concept. Uh, imagine, imagine these people like dating that way, but not doing it for the cameras. Like actually dating someone that way. And there's a rose ceremony at 7 p.m. I want you all there on time. Ding, ding, ding. Sorry, I'm actually canceling this. Let's go straight to the rose ceremony. I don't know why. I thought about this and I was like, it's so funny. Cameras are the only thing that make this show, re- like not that it's realistic, but that make this show not hilarious. Because there's cameras there. Oh well, yeah, it makes a show, Mike. <laughs> I I know, but but it, Wait, what's in your coffee this morning? <laughs> the, no, the fact that this is like it's not a TV show, right? This is reality. This is is an actual this is real life stuff happening. Just imagine if this happened, but there weren't cameras. Like it's just such a funny concept to me. All right, I'll drop it. Whatever. <laughs> I I like the approach. I feel like without the producer manipulation, you're missing out on a lot of the good stuff. Again, for the drama reasons, not for the the love reasons. No, but like I can it, also it, see f- it going south a lot faster in a situation where it's not facilitated. Like I'm not putting up with this shit. You can't cancel this on me. I showed up here at 7 p.m. because I was expecting a cocktail date. <laughs> no, like no, no. <laughs> I'm saying no I'm saying keep then. everything. Keep producers. Keep it all. Like keep and just don't uh, film it. But just don't film it. And like, how funny <laughs> would that be? Because you say people go on this to really find love. Well, if you mean that, then you're not doing it for the cameras. You're doing it because this process works. And so do everything, travel, everything. So how are you going to tell me that, well, we, we can only do it if there's cameras because if there's cameras, that's mean, that means we can actually find love. We can't find love if there's no cameras. So anyways, oh my God. I, I'll stop. All right, guys. All right. That's <laughs> enough. <laughs> we're done. I think we're, we're off the deep end. I wonder Yo, if any of you else think it's as funny as me. Let us know. Or maybe I'm by myself. Let us know or don't let us know. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> Listeners, Just thank you for listening it. to us. Oh, thank we got, you for listening to us. This is a long episode. We got to go. Let's wrap right, this guys. up. Peace. Until next time. Right. Peace. Next time. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music. Our producer is Emma Martins, and our executive producer is Red Yoakum. Our audio engineer is Enrique Inahosa. Subscribe and like or review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. Got questions for us about the show, life, or really whatever? DM at Bachelors in the City Podcast on Instagram for a chance to be a featured third roommate. We'll catch you next time.